See if you can figure out where these two quotes come from. I'll give you a hint. They're found in the very same well-known story. What's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would swell it, smell as sweet. Good night, good night, parting is such sweet sorrow that I shall say good night till it be morrow. If perchance you don't recognize those two lines, maybe this third one will help. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Yeah, that one did it, right? Clarify the matter. Those, of course, are three short quotes from Shakespeare's classic play, Romeo and Juliet. The story is of star-crossed lovers, as Shakespeare calls them, who come from feuding families, but who still manage to fall in love and secretly marry. Then, in order to escape from her oppressive parents who wanted to marry somebody else, Juliet devises a plan to fake her own death and go off with Romeo. She does it with the help of the friar who married them secretly. Most of us know the rest of the story. Friar Lawrence gives Juliet a special potion which makes her appear to be dead. She's then put into the family crypt, which is where Friar Lawrence and Romeo are supposed to meet her after she wakes up so that she and Romeo can go off without anyone pursuing them and live happily ever after. Well, unfortunately, the plan goes awry because Romeo never gets the message that's sent to him explaining the details of the plan. So when he's told that Juliet is quote-unquote dead, he thinks she's really gone. He decides at that point that life isn't worth living without her, so he buys some poison, drinks it, and dies next to her in the crypt. Juliet then wakes up, realizes what Romeo has done, and decides that she can't live without him either, so she takes her own life by stabbing herself in the chest with Romeo's dagger. A tragic ending for sure, although the tragedy did finally stop the feud between the two families. It's too bad they waited so long to reconcile with one another. It's a lesson there about forgiveness and reconciliation for all of us, certainly. Now it's very clear from the way the story is written. Romeo loved Juliet. He loved her with all of his heart, with all of his soul, with all of his mind, and all of his strength. And she loved him with all of her heart, and all of her soul, and all of her mind, and all of her strength. And that was precisely their problem. That's precisely what was wrong in their relationship. Which is why in the last line of the play, Shakespeare wrote these words, For never was a story of more woe and this of Juliet and her Romeo. Notice in today's Gospel, Jesus makes a distinction. It's a very clear distinction, and it's an extremely important distinction between the way we're supposed to love God and the way we're supposed to love other human beings. They are not the same. He says there we're to love God and only God with all of our heart and soul 
and mind and strength. We're not supposed to love our neighbor in that way. And that's true even if the neighbor in question happens to be our husband or wife or parent or child or brother or sister or best friend. According to Jesus, we're supposed to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. Which is an awful lot, by the way. To love is to desire the good for another. And most of us desire not only the good, we desire the best for ourselves in this life. Well, Jesus is simply, is simply saying here that we need to have that same desire for everyone else on this earth, including our enemies. Mixing up these two commandments, like Romeo and Juliet did, is a big mistake. It's a big mistake because other human beings, even if they are very, very good, are still weak, fallible, imperfect sinners. Weak, fallible, imperfect sinners who will most certainly disappoint us and hurt us and maybe even at times abandon us. And of course, they will all eventually die. Only God is always there for us. Only God can be counted on not to abandon us, or hurt us, or fail us, or die. This is why our relationship with Him needs to be our number one priority in this life. Our relationship with Him that's nourished by prayer and the sacraments. You've heard me say that before. You've heard Father Najim say it lots of times since he became pastor here last year. And here's the very interesting irony of it all. When we do grow in knowledge and love of God, when we do make the effort every day to love the Lord and only the Lord with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our mind and all of our strength, we love other people more, not less. Love for God does not negate love of neighbor. It actually increases our love for our neighbor. So I was preparing this homily the other day. The person who came to mind in this regard was St. Maximilian Kolbe, the priest who sacrificed his life to save a condemned prisoner in the concentration camp at Auschwitz during the Second World War. I'm sure most of us have heard this story before. It happened near the end of July in 1941 when somebody from St. Maximilian's cell block escaped from the prison camp. Well, as soon as he found out about it, the commandant, the Nazi commandant, decided that ten other prisoners would be chosen at random and executed in retaliation for the one who had gotten away. One of the men chosen was Francis Yawanisek, a married man who had a young family. When he was picked, he fell to his knees and begged to be spared for the sake of his wife and his children. And it was then that St. Maximilian Kolbe stepped forward and volunteered to take his place. And he did. Now, if you know anything about St. Maximilian Kolbe at all, you know that he loved Almighty God a lot more than he loved any human being on this earth including the members of his own family. But it was precisely because of that intense love for God that he was motivated to demonstrate his love for another human being, a person whom he didn't even know, in the most radical way possible, 
by laying down his life for the man. Greater love than this nobody has, Jesus says, than to lay down his life for his friends. Brothers and sisters, our world today is in desperate need of fewer Romeos and Juliets and of many more Maximilian Colbys. May we be among that number. By living these two great commandments as they are written, as Jesus gave them to us, loving God and only God with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength.